Hello everyone, I'm Molly Shannon as Dolly Levi and Hello Dolly, the 2033 Broadway revival. And I'm Liza Minnelli as Millie and Thoroughly Modern Millie. And this podcast won't run a week, your bi-weekly musical theater podcast where we talk about musicals. Uh, how the hell are you? I'm good. Yeah? I, yeah. <laughs> Great. Great. I, yeah, I went to, uh... Uh, I went to a, a store, a vintage store today, uh, because I did the Broadway Bods Gala this weekend, um, mm. and I won a gift card to Plus Brooklyn, which is a vintage store in Brooklyn, <laughs> and nice. I got some stuff with a gift card, that, uh, and it was fantastic, and you guys should go check their Instagram out. They've got really cool stuff. Fun. Wouldn't it be funny if Plus Brooklyn was in, like, Queens? Yeah, it's the woman's name who owns it. Her name is Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Uh, why not? Why not? You know? Uh, that's great. Sounds like a great day. Yeah. I worked all day, so that sounds like a dream to me. Well, I was supposed to work. But you were sick. I was sick. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Um, that's great. Cool. What about you? Um, I'm doing well. Uh, working a lot. Um, Taylor Swift just re-released Speak Now today, so then reliving my high school years, which is always delightful. Um, I've got some things coming down the pipe I can't talk about quite yet, but when I can, I'll talk about them on here. Very exciting. Fantastic. Um... Yeah, so that's that's what I've got going on, is a lot of work and wait. Hurry up and wait. Exactly. You know what? I just realized that what? we should, if we were like radio announcers, in that whenever it's like, what's going on with you, I would yeah. I would do, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's, what's, happening? The, what's buzz? the buzz? Of course, that is almost directly stealing from SiriusXM. Well, Sirius XM, call us. <laughs> call us. We have ideas. Call us. We have ideas. They're your ideas. Yeah. But About we'll do that them. You already do. We'll do them and it'll be fun. It'll be um, so fun. Sorry, fun. Uh, well, let's just hop right into it. So, this episode, we are discussing hair. Let the sun shine. And. Good golly, Miss Molly, there is so much information about this show, which isn't surprising, because it's just a pivotal part of musical theater history. So, uh, let's get into it. So, Hair, the musical, uh, music is by Galt McDermott, book and lyrics are by James Rado and Jerome Ragney. Uh, Hair was conceived by James and Jerome. Uh, they are two actors who met performing in the off-Broadway flop Hand Down, Hand Down Your Head and Die. 
I think it's supposed to be hang down your head and die. I hope it's head down. Yeah. Um, so they met doing an off-Broadway flop, which I think is fun. I love when actors do that. Um, and then they create something that, like, changes the scape of musical theater history. Um, they began writing the show in late 1964, and the two main characters, Claude and Berger, are autobiographical. So, in case you're curious, uh... James Rado is Claude, and Jerome Ragney is Burger. Well, I was always curious. I shouldn't say always. My roommate Alex was like, we were just singing Let the Sunshine In this morning, and he was mm-hmm. like, did they name Claude just so it rhymes with God? I don't know. I didn't find any information about that, but, like, maybe. You know what? Let's ask. James, give us a call. Give us a little chit-chat call. Give us a little call, James. Um, Rado described the inspiration for Hair as, quote, a combination of some characters we met in the streets, people we knew, and our own imaginations. We knew this group of kids in the East Village who were dropping out and dodging the draft, and there were also lots of articles in the press about how kids were being kicked out of school for growing their hair long. So there you go. Wow. Uh, many cast members were recruited right off the street. Phew. Which is like, I'm in the village every day. <laughs> That's so scary. I Ugh. would like not. I w- the thought of like just waking up being like, maybe I'll be drafted into the army today. True. This is for the show, though. This isn't. Oh. Drafted into the war. This was drafted to Broadway. Okay, you said drafted, or, and the show is about being drafted. <laughs> oh, I. It said I wrote recruited, but I might have misspoke and said drafted. <laughs> Either way, it sounds like the military, but it's just musical theater. I promise. Listen, um, both are just it, as. They're both just as important and just as difficult. Truly. Um, I'd like to see a marine do a time step. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hair premiered off Broadway at the Public on October seventeenth, nineteen sixty seven. I wonder who works after, there. I wonder who works there. Probably nobody. Probably. Um, the show premiered after a less than smooth rehearsal process. A lot of shit happened. Um, among other things, the director Gerald Friedman withdrew in the final week of rehearsals. Wait, and. Do you know who Gerald Friedman is? Isn't he the, like, dean from School of the Arts? Yeah. Well, he withdrew in the final week of rehearsals. Wow. And then uh, someone, like, stepped in, and then during the final dress, she, like, left and, like, sent him a telegram or something. I don't know. It was the 60s. She wired him and was like... Please come back. <laughs> Please. I'm begging wow. you. Oh, my God. Was it really that harsh of a rehearsal? Apparently. Um, the show ran for a limited run of six weeks. Uh, and then it closed and it went through a bunch of revisions before it transferred to Broadway in 1968. Wow. Uh, the the off Broadway book, which was already light on plot, was loosened even more. Uh, 
to be made more realistic, and they also added 13 new songs in, including Let the Sun Shine. Wasn't in the original production. So interesting, and it is like a staple. That happens a lot, though. Yeah. I think that you have to, like, see the show before you can... I don't know. Sometimes you see the show, and then you're like, I know what's missing. Yeah. It's this. Um, And you can't know that until you've, like, done a full production of it. True. Um, The inspiration to include nudity came when the authors saw an anti-war demonstration in Central Park where two men stripped naked as an expression of defiance and freedom. And they decided to incorporate the idea into the show, where, plot twist, spoiler alert, everybody gets pregnant. Or not pregnant, naked. Same thing. <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> wow. People oh, are like, my God. pregnant? <laughs> what? What? You guys, I worked all day today. My brain is so fried. But we're here. We're we're thriving. Um, the original Broadway production ran for four years and was nominated for two Tonys. Uh, best Musical and Best Direction of a Musical. Both of which it lost to 1776. No. Can you believe? I swear to God. Can you believe that? Oh my God. We picked this show. We picked these two shows just like, they both have something to do with America. That'll be good for July. That is bonkers. That's so, I read that and I was like, that's so fucking funny. That is so funny. <laughs> oh man. Um, the show was revived in 2009, and it ran for 519 performances and was nominated for eight Tony Awards, and it won for Best Revival. God, the revival was so good. Truly. And this might be an unpopular opinion. I don't know enough about the hair musical fandom to know if this is an unpopular opinion, but as far as cast recordings go, I prefer the revival to the original. Um, I agree, but I think it's because the original was meant to emulate that, like, what really, what the 70s really felt like in a way that I don't think the original, that the revival does. True. True. The revival feels very musical theater. Broadway. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a lot more Broadway. Yeah. It was also the first version I heard, and usually that's the one I stick to. Yeah. I'm very yeah. much a creature of comfort. Well, I'd say, like, the same thing about, like, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just raw. Yeah. In a way that I don't think the revivals have the ability to be, because that's not the sound that we produce anymore, you know? No, not at all. Um... The New York Times noted in 2007 that... Hair was one of the last Broadway musicals to saturate the culture as shows from the Golden Age once regularly did, which is true because there are songs from Hair on like pop albums and rock albums that were, you know, being purchased by regular people who didn't give a fuck about Broadway. Uh, That doesn't really happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, Um, uh, but the show is like a true rock show you know yeah yeah it was i mean it was created by two true blue hippies yeah um 
And Hair was Broadway's first fully realized concept musical. So for listeners who don't know, there are pretty much two different kinds of musicals. There are lots of little ones in between, but the two main categories are book musical and concept musical. A book musical is one where the songs further the plot um, and they're part of the story. And concept musicals, the songs are more of like talking about ideas from within the show, less so than like, and then this happens. Let me sing about it. Mm. Um, burn it, burger, burn it. Um, it, I mean, hair is an institution. It yeah. inspired shows like Rent, Spring Awakening, Godspell, Jesus Christ Superstar, Next to Normal. Like, any rock musical was inspired by hair. Spider-Man Turn shape. Off the Dark. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Rock of Ages. You know, they're all, truly, all in some part inspired by hair. Yeah. Um, And this is where I'm going to say... There is so much information about the creation of this show. I could not possibly get it all in here. Or this would have been just an episode of me telling you trivia about hair. Yeah, I hear that. Do some of your own research. I skipped over a lot of things that I I thought were very interesting. But I just wanted to make sure we had time to talk about the show. So look into it. It's worth reading into um especially the two guys who like created the show um and their journey with it i think it's very interesting all right work twerk queen diva slay the house boots down all right let me get a little sip of water manchester england england this the Atlantic prepping sea. for this episode did really make me want to do this show. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, this looks like so much fun. Um, I love hair so much. <laughs> I do, too. Well, I was so jealous when you got to go see it, when your mom let you go see it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, that was a really special show. Because then yeah. you were able, like, they they let you come up on stage, and mm-hmm. that summer at, uh, what was that camp called? Broad- Destination Broadway, mm-hmm. um, that we went to, um, that summer was the first summer I did it, and it was the first summer I lived in New York. And we sang Let the Sunshine In as our, like, big final performance. And so Mm -hmm. I knew the harmony. And so to go up on stage and stand on a Broadway stage, living in New York, like, doing a camp in, like, in Ripley Greer. Yeah. Knowing the harmony to the song that I was singing with the Broadway actors, I was sobbing my eyes out on that stage. Of course. It was so special, and I will never forget that moment. Ugh. Beautiful. Melanie saw it with me, I think. Did she? Uh Uh-huh. I believe that. Yeah. Ugh. We saw that, and... La Caja Full, maybe? I believe that was the summer we saw La Caja Full. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That was a great show, too. Promises, promises, we also saw. Mm. Promises, mm-hmm. promises. I'm all through. I'm all with through. Promises, with promises, promises, promises now. 
I don't care how. You know how Playbill does those uh, horoscopes? Yeah. Uh, mine, the mine this past month was Katie Finner and in Promises, Promises. Uh, so you're having a great month. I'm about to. You're gonna. You are gonna have a great month. And uh, facts can be. Oh. Well, it's just so funny because I had just decided that I'm officially gonna be sober. And I, and then the next, like, day or so, I saw that that's my horoscope is the main, the main, the main, like, character trait. Yeah, the main character trait of that act, of that character is that she's wasted the first time you meet her. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's so funny. All right. Let's get into this synopsis. In the age of Aquarius, a time of harmony and understanding, a tribe of hippies gathers on stage. George Berger, the tribe's most expressive member, addresses the audience directly and explains that he seeks his ideal woman. Members of the tribe mock racism and celebrate diversity. Claude, the moral center of the group, explains his dream of living in Manchester, England, while others lament or brag about their lack of privilege and possessions. Sheila Franklin, an NYU student and anti-war protester, declares, I believe in love, and Jeannie, an idealistic, pregnant environmentalist, satirizes the world's deteriorating air. So, we're already, like, into it. I think and like i know that claude and burger are the leads but i think that like genie and sheila and even chrissy like the women and dion like the women in this show are so good dion is so important to the show so important to the show with the sun shining oh so yeah, good. no, I mean, this is a true ensemble show. It we has just follow to get, it has to be. We just follow Claude's story the most because sure. he's he is the climax. Yeah. His story is the climax. But yeah, yeah. it's an ensemble show. It's very oh. much so. It's so good and oh, it's just wonderful. Um Berger recounts his recent banishment from high school in Going Down. Which, this, reading this, I was confused because Will Swenson played Berger in the 2009 Mama, revival. That whole cast was about 40 years old. I know, but to explicitly be like, yeah, I got banished from high school. I was like, hmm. I always just thought that he was singing like he had been banished in the past and that he That's had been fair. living as like. Uh, yeah. You know, I I never thought Look, that it meant, oh, yeah, I'm, like, just recently was kicked out of high school. I don't know why, but, like, this most recent time, I was like, did he, is this, like, fresh? Is he supposed to be 18? Is he, though? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, well, it doesn't it would make say sense explicitly. How old do you, how, what's the um, oldest you have to be to get drafted, that you cannot get drafted? 26? Ooh, I actually don't know. actually don't know but i do know that the original the guys who wrote the show they were both in their 30s when they wrote the show and the guy who was burger and he ended up 
I think, originating the role of Berger on Broadway. He was like 35, 36 by the time I went to Broadway. So. Which doesn't really matter. No. We're trying to say you're 18. Yeah. Well, if you're trying to say that I'm, like, I just got banished from high school, like. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. How old is the oldest you can be to be drafted into the army? (laughs) She said, you don't, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. Maybe there's no age limit. There is. There has to be. That's what the man wants you to think. (laughs) 26. Hmm. Well. And reliable. Oh, wait, that's present. I wonder what it was in the 70s. Yeah, 26. Interesting. Good to know. So yeah, they. So they had to at the they had to be in their early twenties. Yeah. Well, are off. That's rough. Manchester, England, England. Um, Claude reveals that he has been drafted, but he and Berger choose to reject their draft notices and instead celebrate their hair. Give me head with hair. Long she asked me why I'm just I'm a hairy so guy. guy. Gavin Creel Oof, is so good. so good and hot. I, this show, it did something for me in high school. Him in this show, I was like, he is he is damn. such a um, versatile actor, and I didn't realize. I don't think anyone did back in, when He's, he was really young so good he's so good um oh my gosh yeah like this and jimmy and millie and what's his character from she loves me um i can't remember it's not remember the character's name that guy but come with me oh so good um, Sheila gives Berger a new yellow shirt, but he cruelly spurns her gift. She reminds him that he's quick to feel empathy for the masses, but comes up short in personal relationships. Read How him. can people be so heartless? How can you not like that shirt? Easy, Easy to be hard. Um, as the flower children are leaving to attend a bee-in, one girl, Chrissy, alone in her thoughts, sings of a boy she once met and of her longings to meet him again in the this, song Frank Mills. This is your track. Or the you know, air or the air track. I go one of two ways. People are either you're a Frank Mills girl or you're an air girl. And I surely think it depends on the day. I guess some yeah. days I'm giving more sweet and others I'm giving more kooky. Um, I I do want to see you. Well, you'll get to her her song. Yeah. Um, during a drug-induced hallucination, uh, Claude visualizes George Washington retreating, Indians shooting white men, famous American characters being attacked by African shamans, I, Abraham Lincoln patronizing American slaves, and stylized mass murders. 
After the violence, Claude sees his parents and a sergeant beaming with pride over his enrollment in the U.S. Army. So this show, I mean, there were a lot of things that made it really revolutionary when it came out. And the nudity was absolutely part of it, but also the, like, explicit, like, discussion of, like, violence and war and drugs and all of it. That mm-hmm. just didn't happen. People weren't doing that in the 60s on Broadway. Um, yeah. And they didn't... Uh, their um, casting of who plays what character, it's truly an ensemble piece, and they it doesn't matter who's playing Abraham Lincoln. It doesn't, you know... Yeah. It can be truly anybody. It, it's played by a, a young black woman in the revival. I don't know if it is in the... Oh, cool. It doesn't uh, mention, like, who exactly plays that role. But yeah. I, that's very cool. Why not? Yeah. Um, they fade from view, replaced by the flower children who turn into horrible monsters and start killing one another, directing their aggressive actions toward Claude in 3500... Two tribe members observing the scene of destruction wonder, what a piece of work is man. What a piece of work is man. What? Ugh. That line gets stuck in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. The melody's so pretty. Ugh. Claude realizes that once he's inducted into the army, he will miss all of life's simple pleasures. In the song Good Morning Starshine and The Bed... Good morning, starshine. Oh, the earth says hello. And he exits with a feeling of doom in the ain't got no reprise. Oh, I love this. God, I love this show. I know. It's so it's so good. Um, Claude soon reenters stiffly dressed in a military uniform, but his friends are unable to see or hear him as he sings of his regrets in the flesh failures. Separated from his tribe and presumably killed in the war, Claude lies on his back motionless. The tribe, seeking hope in the wake of loss, sings, Let the sun shine. Let the sun shine. That reprise is... When it goes acapella? Yes, when it goes acapella. Bitch. It's something different. Bitch. There's something about... A... A song starting, like, orchestrated and then shifting into acapella. There's something about that that just changes a person, (laughs) you know? So powerful. It's so powerful. Like, this, I think, is a great example of it. And I think Billy Elliot is a great example of it. When they're, like, going down at the end of Billy Elliot, mm. and they're all singing the song together, and it's like, da 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 and then they're going down into the mine shaft again, and they're all just singing a cappella as they, like, mm-hmm. descend into the earth. Those are the two things that, like, have stuck with me the most. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. also that, that year, wasn't it? Was that? No, yeah. I think that was yeah. the year no. after. No, it was because that crazy opening number. Yes, you're right. You're right. Hair ends it. You're right. I forgot about that. Wow, I forgot. 
that hair was a part of that. I 2009, duh, but I totally just totally forgotten. Wow. <laughs> well, wow. the year of the hair. acapella. Yeah, the year of the acapella. Where was in transit in 2009? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we that's hair. It's, you know, a very loose another. story. But, you know, I think it's very interesting. I think you, the characters you do get to know, I think, are all very interesting people. And they have a, a fun perspective to really look at and dig into. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm curious. I know a lot of, like, at least women were like, oh, well, am I an alphabet or a Glenda? I'm curious if, like, MT boys are like, am I a quad or a burger? They must be. I think it's, yeah, that's fair. Like, they I, must be. I'm a burger. You are 100% a burger. <laughs> 100%. Me and Lucifer. Lucifer and me. Oh, Will Swenson. Very good in that role. Magic. He's really, role. really good in that role. Like, to the point where it feels difficult to even imagine someone else playing it. Yeah, I agree. I I really, really struggled. It's, it's the role that makes me, that made me know who he is. It's like, that's, that's the role for me. Yeah, that's the one that put him on my personal map. me. Yeah, and the show, I mean, there's nudity in it which is crazy um the nudity yeah, especially comes in, for a musical that's crazy yeah for their like the whole cast gets naked it was what the end of act one right or is it the beginning of act two i think it's the end of act one because then how would they get their clothes back on true um yeah but it's just oh i would love to I would love to do the show as an actor, but I'd also love to work on it from, like, an intimacy perspective mm-hmm. of, like, oh. I would like to direct this show. Absolutely. I think that this show is one of those shows where anyone I've ever spoken to who has done it, they're all like, it changed my life. Yeah. Doing hair changed my life. In a similar way to where anyone I know who has ever done Cats has said the same thing to me. (laughs) Which, hair I understand because it's such a, like a deceptively heavy show because it's easy to be like, we're just a bunch of hippies having fun. Oh yeah, there's war and that's awful and we have to deal with that. But Cats is about cats. And that changed your life? It's also, though, an ensemble, like a family show. Like, as in, like, you have to be so connected to one another. Yeah. And that must be what they mean. I just think it's so funny that it's, like, those are the only two shows that I've ever seen that from people. Yeah. Ugh. Man. (laughs) (laughs) I... I wonder if we're going to see more productions of this show in the coming years. I wouldn't be surprised. I think we might. With 
the way that like our political system is right now and the way that a lot of younger people are at least from what i can see seem to be feeling about it i wouldn't be surprised if we had more productions like across the country yeah when the show was on broadway originally it was not just on broadway they had productions happening all over the country yeah um at the same time which is not common uh, right because you want people to come to new york but i think it was like one of the producers of the show or the director i can't quite remember who it was but he said he wanted it that way because it was such a strong anti-war statement against the vietnam war yeah and he was hopeful that like having the show playing across the country would help end the war sooner wow in the original production in the original production um isn't that interesting like yes that's very interesting and like so like different like you said from what usually happens especially because it's such like a money-making thing to mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it's it's a very interesting show and like the way it was developed was interesting. I think the show itself and the impact that it has on its cast members and its audiences. I mean, it's there's a reason that it's stuck around for so long. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Spectacular. And I love it. And if you watch the most recent season of Schmigadoon... A huge part of it is hair. I j- finally started it. I'm like three episodes in. Um, it's so good. And I knew yeah. I was going to love it. Um, Aaron Tveit is incredible. I mean, always. Always. I mean, anytime I see him do anything, especially on Schmigadoon, I'm like, I got good taste. I picked a good one to hitch my wagon to at 16. Um, no, he's, he's so, he's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, his corner of the sky knockoff. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) So stupid. It's so stupid. He's great. I really like Dove Cameron a lot this season. I literally almost said I'm not a big fan this season of Dove Cameron. And that's okay. But it's not her fault. No. I don't like that character so much. I... I like the character because she's just Sally Bowles, and I really like Sally Bowles. Um, yeah. I think that she's got the, like, chaos that I kind of look for in that character, or that type of character. Mm. Um, that deep sadness that's covered in chaos. My one thing is, like, if you were Sally Bowles, you would be too good of a singer for me. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I think she, that she's really good. Who else have I seen? Oh, I mean, Jane Krakowski is obviously incredible. <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> Titus Burgess. <laughs> Titus Burgess is great. I just, in an episode I watched, I think it was like this morning or yesterday, uh, Jane Krakowski was like, is there anything I can't do besides look bad in a suit? I <laughs> know. <laughs> she's she's truly spectacular in it oh my god like i think that she is so talented yeah and i love that she's getting these like moments to shine but it 
it just makes me want more. Yeah. I just want more. And I've seen all of uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I've seen all of 30 Rock. I need more. Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised so she's not on Girls 5 ever. Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, that is interesting. I wonder why. I wonder if, like, Schmigadoon, like, conflicted. Mm, maybe. And honestly, if I had to pick, I would pick Schmigadoon. Yeah, for her especially. Her, the the car scene in the first Oh, driving with the- <laughs> With her foot in the first <laughs> season, that alone. Yes. Oh, give that bitch an Emmy. God. Give that bitch her Emmy. She deserves it. So good. Do you think they're going to do a season three of Schmigadoon? I don't know. I personally didn't love this season. That's so interesting. I feel like I've only heard people have loved it. I know. I think I loved how campy the first season was because how inherently dumb Golden Age musicals are. Sure. But then the these musicals i don't these musicals have a little bit more intelligence and depth Mm -hmm. um so you can parody them but there's not that inherent sense of like silliness right and the parody aspect of like oklahoma is funny because it is basically the same plot as like Car- you can blend like carousel and yeah they Oklahoma all kind of and become yeah. the same thing and so where these all all of the musicals that they're parodying are so unique mm-hmm. to themselves that you can pick out the parodies quickly yeah and it almost made me like a, a little off kilter sure so maybe it's not that i don't like it so much maybe it's that i love those musicals so much that i have a hard time mm. that makes I sense know. no i think that makes sense i think and again i'm only i've only seen like three episodes i'm still working my way through but oh my gosh i did really like the hair stuff though i thought the hair parody was very funny yeah we're they're the song where it's like let's get naked or whatever yeah. and fucking key is key, like yeah key and what if key. i just like stay dressed yeah, and yeah. They're like no you have to get <laughs> oh yeah. it's great it's really funny when he wakes up and he has hair <laughs> oh yeah so good it's great no i think that aaron really gets a chance to shine in what i've seen so far yes um, he does Oh, he's great. He's just so good. He is so good. Oh, my gosh. Um, You know what's stuck in my head that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about right now? When is it? The song, It Must Be Believed to Be Seen from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. I just Weird. discovered that. I just discovered that song recently. And it's a and pretty I'm, good song. It's a really good song. And Christian Borle kills I mean, it. Christian Borle's the re- the redeeming part of that show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't love it very much. Although I, I, it was funny to watch a bitch get torn apart by squirrels. You saw it? Well, I saw, like, clips of it. Oh, yeah. I, I was very intrigued by it when it was, like, coming to Broadway. Yeah. Especially because Douglas Hodge. Yeah, I mean, God. 
Douglas Hodge. Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I was very, like, unimpressed by a lot of it. But everything I saw of Christian Borle, I was like, yeah. That, yeah. That's good casting. I do. I wish I got to see it because of how, of how dark it actually is. Yeah. Well, people are bringing their kids to it. Yeah. It's like, did you... Okay. Like, no, yeah. no, you know, content checks or anything. Parents just taking their kids. It's also right. like, so much of Broadway is just not for kids. It's just None not. of it is, actually. It's just not. I think... Yeah. And it's I mean, for specific I am, kids. Yeah. It was for us as kids. Yeah. Um, but, like, your normal, like, kid from the middle of America who doesn't know anything about musicals or doesn't really care very much about musicals, they're not gonna... They're not gonna vibe with shows like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. You know? You can't take... I mean, you can. And, like, maybe that will... I don't know, bring to light something for them. Of course, that's always a possibility. But I think generally you can't bring, like, a normal teenager to see a production of, like, Hair and expect it to impact them the way that it would impact, like, us as teenagers or right. someone like us. Um, so it's all knowing your audience and, and also as an audience member knowing what you're getting into or what you're getting yeah. other people into. And it's so interesting to me that, like, And this, I think, is something that isn't just happening in, like, theater spaces. It's kind of happening across the board where there's a lot of parents out there who aren't doing their due diligence and checking and finding out what's what's the content level on this thing that I'm bringing my child to or showing to my child. Mm-hmm. And then they get upset that they showed them something that wasn't appropriate for their children. When it's like, check the check the content warnings yeah like that's pg-13 you can't be upset that a pg-13 movie has a curse word in it yeah exactly you just you can't and also not everything is geared towards families you can't So stop pretending that they are you can't expect everything to be geared towards families and geared towards children yeah like kids are great i love kids i can't wait for people in my life to start having them but also, like, there need to be adult spaces that, A, don't revolve around drinking, by the way. Yes. That's my big thing. It's like, I, I'll have a drink every now and then, casually, but, like, I don't want to get blackout drunk. Yeah. Pretty much as a rule. Um, yeah. Because it makes me feel like shit. Yeah. But. Well, and I was just talking to a friend today, and I was like, it's crazy how often we are how often I have to decide well hold on I should say it like this it's been crazy the past two months me trying to decide what my relationship with drinking is now that the show is over um and for viewers who don't or viewers listeners who don't know uh I was sober throughout the run of Stranger Things which I've never done before in my life Um, that was something that was very new to me and I was very successful at it and I was really proud of myself. Um, but 
after the run was over, I was trying to decide if I wanted to be sober or if I wanted to bring drinking back in with this new lease on my ability to not to still have a good time without drinking. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I am shocked by how often I had to decide if I should drink or if I shouldn't because the amount of events that had drinking involved. And if I didn't drink, would I not have as much fun? Yeah. Because I wasn't going to those events during the show because I didn't have time. Yeah. But, and so it it is crazy how many adult events there's alcohol involved. Yeah. And just alcohol. There's no other options. Mm -mm. There's not like, there's not like weed or anything that they sell. You have to bring that stuff with you. Exactly. And And be sneaky about it. Yeah. It's so annoying. But, you know, what can you do? Like, stay home? Yeah. No. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I can, but that's because I like to stay home. Yeah. But no, I um, don't want, I don't want to yeah. stay home. I, I want, I'm not ready. And like, this isn't, this isn't a reflection on, on anyone who does like to stay home or who, who likes to not go out or anything like that. Like if any listeners are like, well, I just don't like going out. How I feel whenever I stay home too many days in a row, I start feeling like I'm like, I'm in, I'm aging myself and i'm just not ready for that sure and i'm not ready to be settled in that way but i don't want to have to because i'm drinking all the time you know i don't want to then have to stay home well also like you have recently recently in the last more recently than not you've like come to terms with like parts of yourself that you weren't ready to come to terms with yet so you're still Mm -hmm. very young in that sense yeah of course you want to go out and experience things like yeah yeah i like i feel like i feel like i'm experiencing life after you discover that you have bad eyesight and then you put on glasses and you get to like Mm -hmm. look at everything now yeah you know like colorblind people with the colorblind glasses yeah that's how i feel and so yeah Um, i want to be able to experience yeah, and you should. Without alcohol. Yeah, you really no, should. Because, yeah. And again, this is not to say that people who like to drink that you shouldn't. This isn't my, like, PSA mm-hmm. about not drinking. But this is my... If there's anyone out there that's, like, I'm questioning if I should try sobriety, as someone who did it, try it. Just yeah. try. If you're even curious about it take that inspiration that you're giving yourself and just try it there are so many alternatives out there now that you can still feel part of things and the amount of my friends that stepped up and never made me feel bad about it like that's something i was worried about is that people would make me feel weird about not drinking they'd be like why come on just have one drink no one did that no so like i think just give yourself the space to try. And if you don't like it, you have the ability to start drinking again. It's you know? true. Yeah. No one's stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, anyway. Trying the Chocolate Factory. Trying Chocolate Factory hair. All of this is... um, The thing that, like, really stuck with me most after listening to this when I was, like, in high school was the line of, like... 
like it's something that uh burger he's like kids be whoever you want to be do whatever you want to do bur- that's not burger who is it that's one of the tribal tribe one of the other guys moms it's one of the oh. it's like it's playing one of their mothers okay well kids be whoever you want to be just as long as you don't hurt anybody that i like took that and i fucking ran with it Mm. in high school like i put that in papers i wrote in school i was like that's my fucking life philosophy right there (laughs) and then i mean it's a good philosophy i would have teachers who would be like okay well like what if i wrote a paper or something about like doing drugs i was like if you smoke weed fine whatever as long as it doesn't hurt anybody i don't give a fuck and they're like okay well like what if you smoke weed and there's a child in the house and the child gets hurt because you're high okay well but then someone got hurt because of something you did which is not what i just said is the opposite of what i just said yeah as long as it doesn't hurt anybody as long as it doesn't hurt anybody i don't care what you do as long as it doesn't hurt anybody or yourself i'm like live your life be who you want to be live how you want to live as long as it doesn't hurt anybody and like love that I like. I would just like to say that it is, it my, is my conviction. Oh, uh, I the music in this show is so good. It is. I love the um, I love at the end of that song when when the character goes um, in most species. species. Yeah. <laughs> oh my most god. species. Oh, also, yeah. the song um. The song, uh, oh, what is it? Um, I would like to tell the whole truth. I would like to tell the, the truth, whole truth. The whole truth and nothing but the nothing truth. But the truth. So help me, so God. God. Sodomy, fellatio, cunnilingus. Oh, like, so come good. on. It's so good. Mother, why do these words sound so nasty? Uh-uh. Masturbation can be fun. Join the holy orgy, Kama Sutra. I love it. It's so good. I really do. That is such a funny song. I'm. I hope that more people do this show because I would love. I would love for a chance to see it. Are we ready to dreamcast this thing? Okay, but like, who did you dreamcast? Okay, I'll tell you. there i don't this here's the deal here's the tea this is a ensemble show yes so that makes it very difficult to dreamcast kind of in general so what i did was i cast the people who i felt were of the ensemble in the importance (laughs) who the people who i think are the most important so i ended up casting dion Chrissy, Jeannie, Sheila, and then Berger and Claude. Oh, okay. You cast a lot more than I did. Um, but I will say at least one of those is fully cheating, and it's just someone who has already done the role. <laughs> okay. Who is it? I'll never Will tell. Will Swenson. <laughs> I'll never tell until it's time I'll to talk about that tell. role. Um... um Okay, maybe I'll get inspiration as we go through yeah. the ones that I didn't cast. And, like, 
I haven't seen this show. This is truly just... This was truly just me trying to, like, remember exactly what they do on stage and what they Mm -hmm. sing and bring them all together. So I'll start with Dion. Um, Right. And this one was actually very easy for me. I was like, Mm -hmm. I really want to see Ariana DeBose. I knew that's who you were going to say. Maybe she's just on my brain because of the Tonys. Can she sing that, though? I'm sure she can. I've just never heard her sing like that before. I haven't either, but I just have faith in her. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Carter. Absolutely. Yeah. Holy she would sing. Shit. She would sing the shit out she of that. She would rip, rip it to shreds. Holy It would be yeah. stupid. And I bet she would get a Tony nomination for it. I'm sure she would. Yeah. And that, you know what? Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. She's, damn, her voice. That bitch can sing. Um... Great. So the next person I cast is Chrissy. And before I say who I actually cast, I just have to say that our personal friend, uh, Miss Emily Goggin, would be the cutest little Chrissy so the world has ever seen. Um, and yeah. I would, if they ever do like a production of Hair where the hippies are also the band, I would love for her to play Chrissy. So that's yeah. my... That's my call. Um, and then, because I've been watching Chicago and I was thinking about Schmigadoon, I think Dove Cameron would be a cute little Chrissy. Yeah. Like, sure. I Chrissy is, like, so sweet, and Frank Mills is such a cute little song. But it's also, like, that's, I think, the most, like, MT girl of the bunch, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I agree. Most of these characters or people i would be totally fine with them bringing in like actual musicians or like singers yeah who can act as opposed to like actors who can sing because i think the music is so important to who these characters are yeah but dove or dove cameron i think would be a cute little chrissy yeah um patty murin absolutely yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. If you can play Anna, you can play Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Um, the next role I cast is Jeannie, who, for listeners, if you're not sure, if you're like, who yeah. the fuck is Jeannie? Um, that's the girl who sings um, The Air, The Air. Oh, is your other everywhere? role. Yeah. Oh, the role that I really want to play. I'll play, I'll play whatever role you want me to be, but I would really want to play her. Yeah. You'd be really um, good. God, she's so funny. Um, I cast Jessica Vosk. Oh, cute. Yeah. I think that bitch is so funny. <laughs> um, especially after seeing her Fruma Sarah. That was really what I was like, mm. <laughs> If you can do Fruma Sarah, you can play Genie in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Lauren Molina. Yeah. Yeah. It is very much like a. Regina type of a role. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that, but that's a very good observation and casting choice. Thank um, you. for Sheila, Sheila Franklin, second semester at NYU. She's a protester. Get ready cast, for my. Get ready for mine. 
I cast uh, Jasmine Cephas Jones, um, a.k.a. Uh, Miss Mariah Reynolds from the original production of Hamilton. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? A young, oh. a, a young Orfe. Absolutely. Did Orfe? I don't think Orfe ever did this show. At least not from I, what I found. I don't know. Um, oh also, Bonnie Milligan. Yeah. This show needs plus size people in it. It really does. I would love to see a full, like, a full differently bodied, I'll say, cast. Because plus, I mean plus size people, but also disabled people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think that that would be so cool. Oh, yeah. Bonnie Milligan would be great. She'd be with great. Net- with Natalie Walker as her Chrissy. There you go. Or no, um, as the... Or her, no, no, her, as... Her genie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Next is Burger. It's Will Swenson, okay? I just... Who else? Who else? I'll tell you who else. Please tell me, because I sat on the train... Excuse me. The entire way to work today, and I was like, who... Who else? You're gonna be... You're going to be mad that, that I'm surprised you didn't think about this person for this role. Andy Carl. Is Andy Carl a burger? I think he can be. Sure. The well, way I you think, the way you throw him around in Dreamcasting. Look, I think he can do anything. Well, then you just answered your question then. Well, I, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Him and Orfe. Oh, him and Orfe. See, they're a unit, I guess. And because I didn't think of Orfe... He didn't come and, to mind. Yeah, his UPS man. That's true. That's like, very I true. I see him more as like, his, especially after seeing him in um, Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Yeah. And his UPS man, like. God, his UPS man is he's so su- He would be a great burger. I would be very interested to see it. Oh, I would also be interested to see him as, um. Like the senator or whatever in Best Little Whorehouse, where it's like that. Ooh, I love to dance a little sidestep. Yeah, <laughs> he would be great. Um, yeah. I, I assigned I assigned the watchdog report to to one of my students. Lucky. <laughs> I know. I was like, I think this is a song that no one will have in their book. And you're probably right. <laughs> Watchdog will have you. Oh, so and good. it must stop. <laughs> um, last but not least, Mr. Claude. Sweet Claude. Gavin I mean, Creel is, I think, great casting. Spot on. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I would love to see Garrett play Claude. <gasps> See, I think Garrett is a burger. I think he's a burger, but I would love to see him as Claude. Yeah. I mean, he can do anything. Yeah. I mean, Garrett is flawless. Um, Genuinely. Except I know your flaws, bitch. (laughs) Jackson, keep that in. (laughs) Um, Send that clip to him. (laughs) Send that clip to him specifically. Um, No, I think Garrett would be great. I think Garrett... And 
I'm assuming this from having only seen him do Stranger Things. Um, but I think he has the ability to tap into a lot of depth if he wants to. Oh, um, oh my God, no! Garrett is a beautiful actor. I He's love, a beautiful actor. I, I love that confirmation because I felt that. Oh my God, I've coached him on some stuff, and I'm like, I did not. You can do that too. Fuck you. Yeah. You stupid How are bitch. you perfect? You stupid bitch. And yeah. so like human. Like yeah. It, Just fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) Um, No, I think that he would do a beautiful job. I would like to see James D. Gish as well play Claude. Right? Which they're the same type. They're the same. They are the same type, which is why Garrett should play Fiera. Yeah, which he wants to very, very, very badly. I want him to. (laughs) I am officially... I and also... When we did our Wicked episode, I I posted on my personal Instagram, like, Garrett for Fiero when, or whatever, Mm -hmm. and a girl we went to high school with, like, liked my post. (laughs) She doesn't know Garrett, (laughs) but she was like, that gay man, he needs to play Fiero. He needs to do it. Yes, he does. Seymour, what do you think? Jackson said that his some of his favorite things is when Seymour is so loud during the podcast and then I put him up I say Seymour do you have anything to say and, and he, he goes, says nothing <laughs> 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 oh it is very funny this is very funny my little Muppet he is a Muppet I know. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we close out? No. Just let the sun shine in. And masturbation can be fun. Uh, well, if anyone is... If anyone's doing hair, call us. Call me, beep me. We're available. Um, that's it for hair. Uh, our next episode is going to be the show that stole the Tonys from the original cast production, <laughs> and that is 1776. God. Thinking about the original uh, production of 1776, stealing a show, stealing the Tony from a show that is as diverse and uh, about anti-war. It's just so upsetting. It's laughable. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh... We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to This Podcast Won't Run a Week. If you'd like to support us, be sure to rate, review, follow, like, and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're interested in additional very cool content, you can head over to patreon.com slash thispodcastwon'trunaweek. You can check out all of our social media information as well as performance links in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening. We love you lots. Goodbye.